2: ladies and gentlemen the best wrestling podcast around hosted by Brady
3: and Danielle the Hillmaws. From Brooklyn to your living room It's the best podcast to listen to Morning, evening, afternoon You're a clever, blind girl, and a Jew Talk about wrestling, they do it 24-7 Cause they love to speak on it every week That's why they are best friends And they're back once again for some wrestling talk so, so sit back, relax, it's time for
2: Healmars
4: They're
0: not just smart, they're Hillmaws. They're not just smart, they're Hillmaws. They're not just smart, they're
5: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, fans and friends. We are back once again. I, of course, am the custodian of charisma, the ophthalmologist of optimism. I am the hyperactive heel and your messiah of mischief. And with me, as always, my partner in crime, P.I.C. She's the sultan of sarcasm, the sorceress of sass. She is the blonde ball buster and the maharasha of modesty. She is your favorite part of the show, and mine, she is Danielle, I am Brady, and together we are the Marks. and together we went to NXT TakeOver, we went to the G1, we went to WrestleMania, we watched Raw and SmackDown from the comfort of wherever we chose to be when watching it.
6: I was in bed and sleeping.
5: Exactly. Wait, (laughs) What? How can you watch something while you're sleeping? Exactly. Ah, Danielle, you tricky, you tricky son of a gun.
6: Son of a gun.
5: What is up, live chat? What is up, audio listeners? Hope you guys all had a fantastic WrestleMania weekend. I know that we did. I did. We're going to tell you guys all about it.
6: Yeah, let's talk about some wrestling. We have so much to talk about.
5: Well, let's, let's take it away, Danielle.
6: I went to see some Japanese wrestling. I went to DDT. That was interesting and fun. And I crossed one final person off of my list that I've never seen wrestle. And I got to see Russell. I got to see Joey Ryan wrestle for the first time.
5: Live. Very very cool, very cool, very cool. Do you
6: do any crazy things with the penis? Yeah, penis, lollipops. There was this other Japanese wrestler who, like, sexually assaults people. That's, like, his gimmick. He, like, walks around and kisses everybody on the mouth. Men only. But, like, he waits for consent. Um, And then he, like, pulls down his pants and sticks his ass in your face. And needless to say, lollipops and faces and eyeballs were all witnessed or were all touching but <laughs> it
5: was right. it was very I, rough sounds like you got your money's worth
6: uh there was a good match uh it was a weapons match and each like every 30 seconds a different weapon came out so like legos came out at one point um plastic bins a bicycle um a guy dressed like hulk hogan a guy dressed like nakamura um what a, a a toilet bowl! Someone did a DDT that we called DD toilet. It it was it was a very interesting uh, an inflatable doll. It it was a very interesting uh experience, and it was super fun.
5: <laughs> very very cool. Yeah, uh, we did uh, we did kaiju.
6: We did do kaiju.
5: That was, that was always always kaiju is always a treat.
6: Uh, kaiju went a little nuts this time around.
5: Well, they, they, there's a changing of the guard in the, in the form of unicorn parties brother evil brother
6: right but they also like crucified dusto bunny on a cross
5: well, of course you're gonna focus on a crucifixion first you ride into the crucifixion.
6: of course the crucifixion was insane but uh yeah unicorn party has a new has a new enemy which is his brother what's his name double unicorn dark dark
5: and and dr cube is now one of his minions
6: yeah it's pretty fucking awesome
5: <laughs> yeah crazy stuff um Kaiju is always super cool. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me that wishes that we could have gone to Kaiju and gone to Wale Mania. Yeah. God, Wally Mania was a movie.
6: Apparently, yeah.
5: A place to be. So much cool stuff. Next year. Wally Mania. Next year. Definitely. 100% next year. Um, TakeOver. NXT TakeOver.
6: Did not disappoint.
5: TakeOver blew my mind when it happened. Like, I remember leaving TakeOver positive that that was going to be, like, the best wrestling show I went to all weekend.
6: Which was
5: accurate. So. Right.
6: Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I mean, we'll, from beginning there. to end, the, the placement of each match, um, who went over in matches, like, from beginning to end, I mean, just the opener alone with War Raiders and Aleister Black was fire. Right. I mean, the War Raiders showing that they can hang with Ricochet, doing flips and cartwheels and doing all this crazy shit. I mean, it was fucking unbelievable.
5: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, the takeover. What you say about um, the matches going in the right order? I mean, it's almost impossible for them to go in the wrong order with these guys. Like the fact that it's just they don't they don't over overdo the card. You know, it's five matches with with selected talents and just all these matches are ready to deliver um i mean i i i have read heavy criticism for the the women's match people saying that it didn't um uh you know wasn't up to par with the other matches but i think that's extremely unfair i mean i thought i thought all four of them delivered um uh, it was super entertaining i thought there was a you know they were in a tough spot right uh, but but i totally thought they delivered i totally thought that they um you know they uh Look like they belong on this card, hundred percent.
6: There's always going to be the weakest link of the night. It's never a bad match, but it's definitely always going to be the weakest link. Right. And I'm like, you have to. Run. I would have to say that was probably the weakest link of the. But it's right. weird right. saying that too because I mean I wasn't bored at all during that match. I enjoyed that match. I loved. um I O is that how you say your name? I always no, I can never pronounce her name. And yeah. Kyrie, like they were great together. Bianca Blair, that, Um, I yeah, I I enjoyed all of it.
5: Right. No, it's just you look at the rest of the card and it's like, um, who just said it? Martin Miller in the live chat says the best match of NXT Takeover with the tag team match. The chemistry was unreal. Um, Kenny Klein says Gargano Cole was match of the night. Um you know, so it's one of those. And then you look at Velveteen D- Dream and Matt Riddle. They had a fantastic match.
6: That's the best match I've seen Matt Riddle in to date, watching him in indies. And now that was probably the best match I've seen him in.
5: And um, we, we got to see Matt Riddle after TakeOver.
6: We did get to see Matt Riddle after TakeOver. We went to our favorite our favorite bar that's near the Barclays called Cherry Tree and hung out some cool dudes. And uh, Matt Riddle was just hanging there.
5: Yeah. Just, just broing out with his bros,
6: wearing sa- wearing sandals,
5: wearing flip flops. Yeah, um, but yeah, Pete Dunn and Walter. I, I mean, I want,
6: ma- I want to talk about this match real quick. So a lot of people like. This was a lot of people, a lot of people that like were near me were getting like restless during this match. And I was like, these are definitely people that don't understand British style wrestling and don't understand the story that was being told with Pete Dunne and Walter. Like this wasn't going to be a flippy, crazy, like insane, like match. This was a match showing that Walter is super dominant and Pete Dunne is frustrated because he's trying to outdo this guy and he's been champ for so long and Walter is getting the best of him. I thought it told a wonderful fucking story. Nice. I, I loved it. Like, I nice. thought it was a great story. It was well-paced, and it was storytelling.
5: On the flip side of that coin, I think there was also a story told where Walter usually has a very easy time bulldozing through the competition, especially when there's a seismic match. And here with Pete Dunne, it just, it was no putting him down. He just kept coming like that pit bull that Pete Dunne right. is. Right. So it was just a p- beautiful beautiful yin and yang here um and we knew it was going to happen but just eh, phenomenal rain for pete dunn
6: oh absolutely so young so talented i mean just everything about this match was just Wonderful. Especially like guys like Walter, like we've seen Walter and Keith Lee square up, but like, I feel like Walter and Keith Lee always work well with guys a little bit smaller than them because they, they can show that they can move just as good as these guys, if not better. And they can like, it's just excellent storytelling and they're just excellent, excellent matches together.
5: Yeah, Match-ups. we're definitely going to get into the superstar shakeup a little later. But Martin Miller in the live chat says, "Do we see Dunn on either SmackDown or Raw during the shakeup?" Um, I think absolutely. Yeah, I think I think one hundred percent. I think he he's got nothing left to do for NXT UK. I think he he was phenomenal as their champion for pretty much their entire existence, and I think Walter is the perfect guy to come in kind of take it over and allow for new stories and new characters to be brought up in that. I think it's time for Pete Dunne. As now I'm pretty sure the longest reigning champion of like any championship uh
6: yeah.
5: At the very least in the modern era.
6: Yeah. Good for Pete Dunne.
5: Yeah, so I think for that like alone I think they got to bring him over to the main roster unless <sighs> unless they want to eventually, you know, unless they want to keep him in the system and get him the NXT championship. But like I said, I just think that It's time to get him on over, especially now with the shakeup where they can. They're going to be circling the talents that they want to start building. You know, new Raw and new SmackDown around. I think if he can get in there and get a solid spot on Raw, I I think we'll be okay for at least the rest of the year.
6: Ugh, I do not want to see him. I do not want to see him. Vince is
5: like, oh, he's too ugly.
6: I don't want to see him on the main roster. I hate when guys get on the main roster.
5: You really do. I do. Uh, Christopher Weaver says I would agree. I thought the storytelling with Dunn and Walter was brilliant.
6: Absolutely. It was brilliant storytelling. It wasn't fast-paced or crazy like all the other matches, but it was good storytelling if you actually like paid attention to the match.
5: Right. Uh Stephen, I'm going to say this wrong. He who is Kehus- You can try and tell me how to pronounce that in the future. Pete Dunne would be good on SmackDown. Martin Miller says, give me Dunne versus Kofi at SummerSlam. That's an excellent thing. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, wide open spaces right now where, like, you could see almost anyone come and challenge either Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston because both of those guys don't really scream untouchable main event talent like a Roman Reigns or a John Cena.
6: Right.
5: You know, you could easily see them feuding with someone like Pete Dunne. So that's what makes it exciting. Right. Um, we'll certainly get to all that a little later, though. I thought the, um, I mean, the tag team match. Since you know we were both there live, so we got to experience it. But the reaction after the tag team match to uh, to Ricochet and Alistair, oh Black, yeah, they basically said their farewell to the NXT universe. Beautiful. It was and and, done, yeah. and War Raiders got to show their respect with a nice bow. I mean, it, the whole thing was just a, the perfect way to kick off the takeover and a perfect way to end Ricochet and Ouster Black's time in NXT.
6: I thought that was that match was a great way to show just War Raiders and how good they can be and are.
5: And and I think since you know you look at the takeover before Mania, it, it's probably you know at least the assumption is that it's the biggest worldwide audience that NXT TakeOver will have all year long. It's right. the biggest TakeOver. And I think it's good to show everyone who doesn't get to necessarily see it on the main roster what tag team wrestling can be. And, and it, you, you know, in a day and age where WWE, we are going to see them in the women's division and the men's division start taking singles wrestlers that aren't doing anything and making tag teams. Aleister Black... And Ricochet are a sign that if you are good enough and if you put together the match wise enough, it really doesn't matter. These guys are not a tag team, but right. they delivered in the uh, tag team classic, the Dusty Classic. Yeah, they, they did. They delivered at TakeOver, They delivered at Mania. Just, just, yeah. I heard a lot of people, and I think it might be a little over-exaggeration because it's fresh in our mind, but a lot of people saying it's one of the best tag team matches they've ever seen in their life. And just the fact that you're evoking that response from the fans, like I said, I'm yeah. right.
6: I'm <laughs> like DIY revival. <laughs> I'm like, come on.
5: <laughs> Get into whether I agree or not. Right, right, but right. It's good that it's evoking that response from some fans, and the fact that, like I said, Alistair Black and Roche are not a tag team, but boy, did they deliver. Absolutely. Just that's that that talent that you just want to see rise. From the oh yeah, absolutely. Martin Miller says, do they turn War Raiders heel now? I, I mean, I think with them there's always the chance to, but I think right now with the the way their style is, there's more you you can do more with them as baby faces still. You know, if you go heel right. you don't see Hansen doing his flips, his dives, you don't necessarily see the shows of strength that elicit the response they get from the crowd. Right. Um, I know a lot of people are gonna think they're going heel because they're gonna feud with the they're supposed to feud with the street profits soon. But um I if I was gonna pick a team to go heal of those two, I, I'd pick Street Pro.
6: Me too. I pick I pick I'd, Street Pro.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah. But uh yeah, takeover just that Gargano, Adam Cole finish. Oh, I man. well,
6: what I found really interesting about that match was when they were coming out. Adam Cole was so hot. Like, the crowd was totally for Adam Cole. Like, yeah, Gargano got some cheers, but, like, that entire match was Adam Cole. Like, right. everybody was for Adam Cole. And then the what I like about NXT crowds is, like, they're not dumb. Like, they know what's going on. Like, there was a point where everyone was like, Okay, Johnny Gargano is a hundred percent winning this now, and everyone was like, and we're okay with it. So then they started cheering for Gargano and still cheering for Adam Cole, but definitely cheering for Gargano because they knew he was winning. But like that entire match was all like fans were all about Adam Cole right.
5: No yeah, it, it was it was they were there was enough reaction for Gargano where it didn't seem like the fans turned on him anyway, but yeah, there was a hundred percent the most majority of the crowd there wanted Cole to win. but, the way they constructed that that final bit of the match with the the near falls and with the run ins and just the way they did everything everything, Argana won the crowd over completely. Absolutely, the, yeah. The crowd, the crowd completely bought in and was immediately like, "Okay, yes, we this is the moment we want. This is the moment we need. This is what needs to happen." Right, and um. Champa coming in at the end was just, you know, it was one of those things where you wanted to see it, but you didn't know if it was going to happen, and you didn't know if you wanted to see it because that might signify that Champa, you know his future is very much up in the air. Yeah. So the fact that he comes out is he kind of just giving up the heel persona. We've never seen him do that. He just got attacked a few weeks ago. So you know, but but he was able to he was able to sell it off on Twitter. These guys have a good relationship. I like them. I, they're like a Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They're gonna be friends. They're gonna be enemies. They're gonna be friends It's just the way it's gonna work. It's a blood feud.
6: Yay, frenemies! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite parts of this match, I have to say, um, there was a part where I, for- I forgot the move that Giant Gargano did, but, like, Adam Cole rolled out of the ring, and Giant Gargano's just laying on his belly like, damn it, you rolled out, I was trying to pin you, and he's just sitting, laying there so frustrated, and I was like, yo, Gargano's 100% winning, I was like, this is this is it, like, this man has come so far, and he's winning the NXT championship.
5: Yeah, no, it it, I, it was one of the. It, it did reach a point where you were like, okay, it definitely has to be Gargano, but it was just so good to watch. Yeah, and uh, oh man, um, speaking of good to watch, uh, back to the women real quick. Always a a pleasure to watch. D. A. Brewer.
6: Yes, and, yes, such a mark I'm like, yep, there he is. Women, women, <laughs> women's match. Absolutely.
5: Yep. And it was funny because I, I, I loved it because. The women's match was arguably, it, it, the, uh, aside from maybe the main event, probably the most demanding of the officials because you got four women and there was so much action. And the way they did it, it was just he, he, was, he, he was in. There was that spot at the end that he pulled off. I mean, I mean it was just.
6: Right. You got to like, be watching. You got to be watching, ready to do those counts. Like, yo, DA, man. Yeah, best man. ref in the business, man. He's the best.
5: And and, and, it, and it showed. uh it Showed at, at WrestleMania as well. Yeah, I'm skipping a little bit, but DA Brewer made his WrestleMania debut.
6: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And we
5: were marking the fuck out,
6: even from all the way up. We were like, That DA, that's DA, that's 100% DA, that's DA, right?
5: <laughs> yep. Oh, was, oh my god, that was so much fun! I like legit. Only people in the crowd to be marking out for a referee. But God damn it, it's so cool to see him over the past few years. He was the first one to start making his way from Evolve. Like, legit. You go into the line of all these people that made their way from Evolve, like Kyle O'Reilly, Keith Lee, and talk about Austin Theory and everything. But D.A. Brewer was the first.
6: You were the first, my friend. You were the first.
5: And now watching him on WrestleMania, the, the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal being one of the officials. So fucking cool yeah it was pretty awesome is gonna referee a main event of wrestlemania one day oh why? my god it's gonna be amazing 100 watch that
6: i know you. that guy i know him
5: we're gonna be there no matter where the
6: i know him i know him yeah that's what we're gonna do we're gonna have signs to say we know him
5: yeah well i'm gonna have t-shirts saying in wherever the fuck it is yeah
6: to see C- to see I, mean, I,
5: I have to come up with a rhyme where it, it ends with a
6: yeah Tampa A to C D A.
5: Last year it was easy. In N O L A to C D A.
6: Yeah, that's perfect.
5: So hopefully hopefully they give me something to work with.
6: Yeah, Tampa. Work on that shit.
5: <laughs> um we went to the G one as well.
6: Oh, can we have a moment of silence please?
5: Sure. What are we what are we being silent for?
6: The death of ROH. Ooh. <laughs> what Ooh. a disaster. <laughs> Wow, the 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 ROH matches did not deliver at all for this show.
5: Which ones in particular? Are you just
6: all hearing? of them. The women's match was hot garbage. Hot garbage. I right. have never yo.
5: Before you start sprinkling the salt. Okay. Can
6: can we? What do you mean? We... I was excited about Takeover. I didn't say one bad thing about Takeover. No, 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 I was saying
5: before we start sprinkling, you start sprinkling the salt. Can we take a second to acknowledge the winner of the Honor Rumble, the King? Yeah, Hot King Garbage <laughs> Kenny King, my man. Right, Kenny King pulls up a big victory, and I was marking the fuck out. Right. Show barely started, and I already had a reason to get on my feet and cheer my man Kenny King. I was yay. I was... All right, you know what? You know what? I'm yaying for you. This is what
6: friendship is for. We yay.
5: All right, now go ahead. Go ahead with the salt.
6: Good God, Roh! What are you doing? Ah, uh, the,
5: the women had a rough night. Baby.
6: The women were. It was awful. It was so
5: bad. Yeah. We, I, we we were watching it with one of our friends, uh, Chet Lasseter, indie wrestler from the indie scene, and he uh he he was telling us, you know, he's seen Ke- Kelly Klein do so much better. Um, you know, he he was told he was like, I know her. She it was an off night but I yeah, I've seen her do great and it was it was tough to watch cuz we've seen her do great too when okay I've seen her do great too. <laughs> I'm
6: like she's okay she's she's okay but like that match was so bad anything that was just like ROH related was not good Don Castle losing in 15 seconds just for him to turn on the boys like what like the bully Ray Juice Robinson was like with Flip was kind of okay. Like anything that involved just ROH stuff was not good. I mean, yeah. the latter match was probably semi entertaining, but it was still like slow and like could have been so much better. Like I love Matt Taven and I love I love Marty Skrull, and I was just like, what is going on? Like boredom, <laughs> like boredom. I
5: I. I mean, I, I totally don't, you know. That's your, fine. That your opinion. Right, right, right. That's you. I I, I, I liked Leap little Skrull and, and, and Taven. Thought that was a great match. Thought it was fun. I bought into it. Um, I liked Taven winning. I liked the purple belt. There was a lot of moments. I
6: love and, the purple ladder. I
5: love Like, it. They, they had me thinking that Marty was going to win. They had me thinking Jay was going to retain. They had me thinking Matt was going to win. They had me thinking there was going to be runs and crazy. It was just, you know, you never knew who's taking what spot. So so I, I enjoyed that match. Um, I mean, really, the only match that really struck me as a match that kind of, you know, had an off night was the women, everything else. Um, I, I enjoyed Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb. Thought that match was great. Thought
6: that those- was probably the best match. Well, that's not the best match. The best match was like Okada and Jay White. Yeah. That was probably the best match. Right. Because Okada is like magic. Like Okada is just reigns magic.
5: Naito versus Ibushi was a great. Oh,
6: that was a good match too. Yeah. See, you're naming all New first... Japan stuff. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I what? thought you were talking. No, I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was saying sorry.
5: What would you say?
6: No, I was just saying yeah, all New Japan stuff.
5: I mean, this—if you look at the match, most of it was New Japan. Like you, you, you know, you said ROH stunk it up, but it's pretty much just the the title, the title match, the um, the women. And maybe if you want to say the the ended up what ended up being a six man street fight, Bully Ray, um, and those guys, but they were facing New Japan guys and and Flip. So you know it was kind of a, a half and half thing. Um, but a majority of this card, as a whole, was the New Japan guys. And I mean, I think if you take your opinion, you know, for what it is, that's probably a big reason why the crowd was coming there wanting to see just some of the best hard hitting wrestling that you could get. And they relied heavily on New Japan.
6: Oh, yeah. I was very much. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm just saying like this was definitely the like ROH was the stinker of this where New Japan completely delivered. And like if they took out all the ROH stuff and just put New Japan stuff, this would have been phenomenal in all. If you just kept New Japan stuff and didn't have any ROH stuff involved in this.
5: Martin Miller says seeing Matt Taven win was kind of a shock, but well-deserved. Yeah, totally well-deserved. Love seeing him get the strap right now and get a real chance to run with it. I knew he was going to win. I don't think that the boys deserve to be treated the yeah,
6: way they Yeah, what was that about? <laughs> oh, my
5: goodness. They, they made him look like a fantastic peacock, and that's how he, he shows his appreciation.
6: It was funny. M2J told me that he said, he said uh, imagine Dalton Castle's entrance is longer than the match. And it was.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, something about it. I had a feeling like as it was going down, I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be it. Like, is he hurt? As soon as, as soon as Roosh just went at him, I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. This is going to be it. Mm. Um, Red A. Evans wants to know our thoughts on the Enzo and Cass run-in.
6: I was confused at first. And then I was like, oh, is that Enzo? And I was like, oh, there we go again. Wait, is that Big Cass? It was a very confusing time.
5: Right. <laughs> I-, I think... Um, I think it was interesting, I, depending on what you're going for. I mean, I think that type of thing is why a lot of people are probably not going to be disagreeing with what Danielle said at the beginning of this segment where, you know, ROH didn't really deliver in their end of the bargain, um, it was clear that the new Japan wrestlers were kind of just eye rolling this. I don't think they thought it was real for a second. They kind of just saw this as something ROH was doing and immediately like just ignored it, went to the back, wanted nothing of it. They spoke out against it on Twitter. Um, it, it But this is what ROH was going for. They wanted a little shock value. They're bringing in, it, it, assuming that, and I definitely think this is a work shoot. But assuming that Enzo and Cass aren't going to waste any time and are going to be brought over to ROH television soon you know, become part of the company, these are guys that are going to try and, you know, bring a little bit of their name, they're gonna use the microphone, they're gonna...
1: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission,
0: join US Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
5: Try and sell merchandise. I mean, these aren't the guys that are going to bring you five-star matches and right. that's not really what ROH has been built upon. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the response to characters like that and wrestlers like that is.
6: Right. And what is interesting about that is that's what everyone was, not everybody was talking about the entire time, but it was talking about a lot. Is this a work? Is this a shoot? Like they were doing their job if that's what they were, like they're doing and their job.
5: It's just, you know, we saw that no security got involved. You know, at the very end, they were just kind of like escorting them out. But if these were bona fide, you know, invaders, these are, these are fans that just decide to get involved because of who they are. I, I like to think security would be a lot more, you know, rough. And in, in stirring and getting them out Especially with Enzo
6: Right from what I gather a lot of Some people didn't know what was going on To make it more realistic like apparently They told Jeff Cobb to run out there and he had no Idea why he was running out they were just like Yo go out and like handle this and he was like what Like it was a very like One of our friends was working backstage um, And she was just like yeah People didn't know what was going on so we have no Idea if it was a shoot or a work And I guess that's a good thing because like You know sometimes that's what you want to be chatting about and that's what you want everyone tweeting about and that's what they were doing.
5: And and Martin Miller brings up a good point in the live chat he says if you're going to do a run-in why not go after the G.O.D., the winners of the match? And that's exactly right. They didn't go near the G.O.D. at all and the G.O.D. didn't go near them because G.O.D. are the tag champions of a completely different company that, than the one that clearly brought them in.
6: Well now they have the ROH titles. It was winner take all.
5: Wait a minute. G.O.D. but they're not... But they're not ROH superstars is what I'm saying.
6: Oh, I was like, they're champs now, though.
5: Right, right. right. I'm but just saying.
6: Did you see the video? They posted a video of um, after they won, and they were like, fuck ROH belts. Who gives a shit about these? And they like just right, threw exactly, them. That yeah. <laughs> was so funny.
5: No, 100%. They were saying, fuck ROH, like the whole thing. Like Honestly, I could see those titles being 100% vacant.
6: Yeah, they're amazing. I love G.O.D. I think they're fucking great.
5: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was excited to see them win um it, it was interesting to see bully ray be one of the main guys to come out against that and my theory i've said this from ever since we saw the segment um i think bully ray is probably the guy that brought these guys in 100 uh, percent enzo and Cass worked with the dudley boys as the first people they worked with on the main roster bully ray is one of the people that has not spoken ill against enzo or Cass at all if he has i haven't heard it um and it seems like I think Cass probably brought them in, and I bet you the idea was probably—I'm sorry, Bully brought them in, and I bet you the idea was probably Bullies, too, of this uh, workshop yeah, type of invade you know, from the crowd type of thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. If uh, maybe Bully Ray or somebody cuts a promo on them in ROH TV, you know, we're going to have to wait and see. But um, I think this could— be beneficial if done the right way I but it's, it'll be interesting to see what Enzo and Cass really can bring to Ring of Honor.
6: Yeah, we'll see. We'll have this to rings, wait and they see.
5: They have much honor.
6: Yeah, I can also... Yeah, right. I like that. That was very clever.
5: <laughs> you were going to say something though. Saying, I don't remember. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You were, you were literally in the middle of it.
6: I completely forgot. Totally forgot. I, I spaced out because I was like staring at Zack Saber Junior's name and I was like, oh man, that was such a good match. But we were still talking about it. And I was gonna say something else and I forgot.
5: I mean, really, all these matches, like I said, like all these matches can be really delivered. And that, that six man street fight was a lot of fun to see. the 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 Flip Gordon bit where uh, he's he's got the kendo sticks to his face. He's sexy. And he goes from one by one and tells them to, to hit him as hard as possible. Shane, oh my god, Shane Taylor, he did not hold back.
6: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Flip posted like on Twitter. He's like, "This wasn't really a good idea." He's like, "Bro, you told me to do it." <laughs> it's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, what? That,
5: was, that was I. To me, that was a lot of fun. And then Bully Ray pleading. I mean, I to me like that's one of those throwback, you know,
6: yeah, table,
5: yeah. street fight. Bully hardcore.
6: Ray. Bully Ray knows it. He knows the business, man. He knows what to do. Except I was listening to him on Jericho and he was trying to say that he's the person that got flip over. And I was like, you need to calm down. You didn't, you're not the person who got flip over. The elite obviously got fucking flip over.
5: I think, I think I, I I don't think he was trying to take full credit, but I think he was trying to say that maybe like the elite made him popular. And then by him giving him a true villain to feud with, because with the elite, he wasn't feuding with anyone like it was kind of like a him versus cody rivalry but it was always you know them just lifting him up and him he was always a part of the elite no matter what they said right but bully was his first real feud where he finally had a villain to his hero I
6: guess. he finally
5: had somebody with name value somebody who could work or match and control a crowd who was was his you know true rival so i i, I think i know what he was getting at but i also understand what you're saying uh the elite definitely had a lot more to do with Right. With him uh, making the name he's got now. Right. Um, let's see. We,
6: we we can move on to Mania if
5: you want. I, I don't have to ask you what you want.
6: Oh, okay. I said if you want. Unless you wanted to talk about any other matches.
5: I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, I don't want to, I do think we should move on to Mandy, but at the same time, like, I feel like the fact, you know, uh, Taji Ishimori, Dragon Lee, Bandito, like, that match was was amazing for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Like, those guys blow my mind. Um, You know, the the, the Okada-Jay White match was just, like, Jay White is just so there.
6: Sure. But yeah, I love Okada. Like, Okada's the best. Like, I love Okada so much. I was just so happy, and I was like, oh my god, he better wear shorts. And I was so happy. I was like, is he wearing shorts or pants? And he was wearing you're the trunks. You're drugs. a mark. What?
5: You're a mark.
6: Why am I a mark? Because I love Okada? I don't
5: know why. Okada! You're just, you're just such a mark.
6: I love him. I can't help it. I love him so much.
5: <laughs> I'm like obsessed.
6: I love him. Anytime, like, him and Kenny Omega had a feud, I was always like, Okada. <laughs> Like, I love Kenny Omega, absolutely, but Okada, I just, I don't know what it is about Okada, like, I just love him so much. I, I'll i be Marky Mark in this, I don't care, I fucking love Okada. And that was a really great match, those fucking Rainmakers, those dropkicks, oh, I fucking love him. It's a good match. I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what? you're such a mark so you get mad for me being salty now you get mad for me being sugary what do you want
5: from me does that, does it sound like i'm mad am i mad at all i'm totally good because i did never realize what a okada mark you. Are. oh i'm such an okada mark Probably like because he's over in japan and we're in america we don't talk about him nearly as much oh
6: now. my god yeah because we never get to talk about him. so what i did mark. dude i was marking out so hard at wrestle kingdom for okada like you have no idea i was just like okada oh, and i love naito and i didn't even care i was like, Okada!
5: Yeah, like fans can't see it right now, but your smile, you are glowing uh, right now just thinking about Okada. I love
6: him so much, yeah. his beautiful blonde hair. Oh my God, I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the girls, like in, the fangirls in like Wrestle Kingdom and i like, Okada! <laughs> They're so cute. All right, I'm done.
5: <laughs> All right. Uh, we can go, we can go on to Mania. No, let's this talk
6: about Okada more. No, just kidding.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start off with something from uh, mailman Matt. Matt, how are Okay. He's says, this was one of my favorite WrestleManias in recent memory from start to finish. It was filled with mostly pleasant surprises and finishes I don't believe would have happened in the WWE a year ago. Um, he, he, he says a lot more. but we'll, A
6: lot we'll, more. So there we'll, were 91 wrestlers participating in this WrestleMania.
5: Yeah. 91. That's a lot. Who do, who do you think is the stack guy who, who figured that one out? Just every time, like, John Cena comes down, he's like, oh, he was another program, but shot it down. All right, that's another one.
6: I don't know. Like, I don't know. People like me and you. Like, I'm one of those people that go through them and see how many are dead in <laughs> all the WrestleManias. Like,
5: this conversation just got so dark. So, so dark. fast. So dark. <laughs> so fast. So dark so fast. So, yeah, this, I, to me, this was just a perfect mania. Like, I was so happy leaving this, this show.
6: Right. Um, there was a lot of, see, I was talking to someone who watched it on TV and they were very much like, it was okay, but there was a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't know for it being an eight hour WrestleMania. I didn't feel like I was sitting there uncomfortably for eight hours. Like, right. I felt like they shortened matches that needed to be shortened. They elongated. Yeah, there was some, like, we'll get to, like, the women's, the main event, which was kind of sloppy and a little. But, like, there like the match placement was really well done, I felt. Um, the pacing, obviously, you could have cut stuff. Obviously, Triple H and Batista, you could have cut, like, 15 minutes off that match. Fun fact, everyone: Danielle slept the entire match until Ric Flair came
5: out. I can I can vouch for that.
6: And then the funny thing is, I watched it Monday. I decided because I I went to the bathroom during the women's tag match, so I watched that match. And then I was watching all WrestleMania, and legit, I'm sitting on my bed, and I fell asleep again during the Batista and Triple H match. So I still yet to see that match. (laughs)
5: Um, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about WrestleMania. Um, and it's so funny. And this is why it's kind of like, I can't really compare TakeOver to the G1 or the G1 to WrestleMania, like all three of those matches delivered in my opinion, all I'm sorry, shows all three of those shows delivered in my opinion, all three of those shows delivered for what they were. G1 is a show where it's it's mostly about like the wrestling like right. really, every match needs to be as close to five stars possible and it's pretty much always like mostly about that kind of stuff. Takeover is a little bit more um you know you've got you've got building to moments in there but a lot of it is the same thing. A lot of it is just classic matches, Storytelling. you know, four or five matches in like a 2-3 hour span just very similar just you know sh- obviously a lot shorter version. Right. And Wrestlemania it's obviously the longer version, but this is less about the matches and more about moments. WrestleMania is all about moments. WrestleMania moments is is its own phrase. Right. And the way they did it with the moments they gave us and the order they gave them to us and how they spaced those moments out. It was perfect. It was a, it was built perfectly. It was designed for us to come up at these moments, go down a little bit at these moments and then get our second win or third win or whatever it was at the very end. Like, People were tired going into that main event, but they got up.
6: When they needed and they to. Got,
5: and they got loud for the, for the, yeah, for the triple threat I, women.
6: I also think because they didn't keep that match going too long because people were a winded, which is unfortunate if you look at it. It's unfortunate that they were like, okay, we need to wrap this up because obviously, you know, the whole Becky thing. Like, I understand that. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm still
5: not sure exactly what happened there. Right. Uh, well, I've, I've read a lot of different things about that finish Uh
6: Right. Me too. But all in all, so what What I liked during this WrestleMania is the big surprise, Brock coming out first, Seth killing him in two 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 and a half minutes. Like, that's interesting to me. But as soon as Seth won, I was like, oh no. If Seth won, that means Kofi or Becky are losing. And I kind of like that feeling of like no, they're not going to give me all three. Now I have to wait in anticipation. And then Kofi won. And then it, as the match came nearer to Becky, I was kind of like, man, they're going to give us all three. I was like, WWE's being nice today and letting us leave on a high note. And yeah. this is going to be fun. And this is okay. This is a feel-good WrestleMania. When's the last time we left WrestleMania like happy? We yeah. left WrestleMania... The last time we left WrestleMania happy was WrestleMania 31. And logically and like kayfabe, we weren't supposed to leave happy because Seth Rollins was a heel cashing in when Roman Reigns was supposed to win. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the last time we like cheered and were excited.
5: They knew what was going to happen. They knew the response it was going to happen when they did that. Right. Um, Jason Remy in the live chat says this may was for the fans. That, yeah. That's pretty much like the phrase I've heard a lot of people say. I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's one of those things where we just we don't get it very often. Like, and it's not even like it's just
3: one of those appeasing. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, com, or just stop by. Granger
4: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website
5: for details. the fans for appeasing the fans sake. Like you go through the line, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese and Tony Nese comes out with the big win, gets to win the Cruiserweight Championship kickoff or not at WrestleMania. That's a huge moment for a guy who has worked his ass off and totally deserves it. And, and that is a for the man's for the fans type of move. Um, You know, you look at you look at um, the Iconics becoming the uh, the women's tag team champions. That's something that fans have been asking for online pretty much since talk of the championships were a thing.
6: They're like, well, obviously the Iconics are going to get it right. It was a very big thing.
5: A lot of people attribute the championships becoming a thing to the Iconics. Yeah. And, And I love that decision to give them a shot. Um, you know, right before this shakeup, and, and and let the iconics be the heel team that that every brand is gunning for.
6: Man, though, yo, Billy Kay once that friggin' once she did like she got the, like the pure joy and like crying. What yeah. a moment! Her getting that belt, like ugh, the feels.
5: Both of them just, and the Peyton Royce. The first thing she does is just run over to Billy and, t- and tackle her and hug her. Uh, and then, look on their faces when the referee handed them both the titles, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like it was, it was beautiful.
6: I yeah, there were definitely like there were just moments, and that's okay. I mean, Kurt Hoggins finally breaking his losing streak. Right. Two hundred. I think it was two hundred and sixty-nine losses.
5: And Zack Ryder breaking his curse. Of losing titles the next night after Mania.
6: Yep, like these are feel good moments, and it's okay to have predictability and have have stuff like this go around. Because sometimes we need feel good moments. Sometimes we need these from always being upset. I mean, last year was Brock and Roman boring. The year before that was Undertaker retired, like Undertaker getting beat. The year before that was fucking poopy Triple H and Roman, like. The, we need good moments and this is okay and you know i i really i felt happy more than frustrated during the this show this time yeah and Kofi winning man
5: oh my god kofi made that, that
6: place that- uproared was- uproared
5: yeah I, and i and i loved the way they put this match this match was kind of on the middle pretty much like the middle yeah of- Go. And it was perfect because they knew that this was gonna be it. This was gonna be what the fans wanted. But it was, it was, there was enough time between that and the main event for fans to kind of like still be uh, and especially when we already saw Seth win, it was an extra reason to still stay up and stay invested for the main event because you're like, uh-oh, wait a minute, two baby faces, just one that, like, Becky, oh no, is what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, just Kofi doing it. And I love that Xavier Woods and Biggie were, were there the entire time. I, I, I when I watched it, um, when I like when I rewatched it, you know, the because we were there live. When I rewatched yeah. it from a fan's perspective uh, on the TV, it was just being able to like feel that emotion after like they won. And I say they won because they right. did it together, and all three of them know it, and it's just beautiful. I love it.
6: Though you know what I was happy about being in the crowd, I didn't see them wheel out that thing with the cover. Like I didn't see it that.
5: Was, it was yeah, I didn't see them wheel out. Either. It was kind of just there the entire time, but they kind of hid it because they put they used the table to they that's where they put Daniel Bryan's championship.
6: Right, but like you clearly can tell there's a championship under there. Yeah. Like if I watched it on TV, I would have been like, oh, there's a new championship. But at, time,
5: but at the same time, like I saw that on TV. But at the same time, you don't know like. We would have had to notice it live, but on T V you don't necessarily know how long that's been there. You don't know if maybe that's just there No, you watch them
6: to- wheel it out.
5: I didn't did, did they wheel it yeah,
6: out? Yeah, you see them wheeling it out.
5: All right. Well, I didn't see that. What did they say it was? Are you sure?
6: Yeah, they wheel it they don't say anything. They just wheel it out and then Kofi and then Biggie puts the thing on top of it and then you're like, What is this belt shaped blanket doing there?
5: I didn't see them wheel it out. I there
6: yeah well I'm glad I didn't see that like I'm glad like I didn't because then I would have been like oh Kofi's definitely winning
5: but yeah um, I mean I, like I said I, I went into this show knowing like certain results and you never really know with WWE but it's like I knew Kofi was going to win because it had to be that just like I knew Becky was going to win because it had to be that and and the truth is if I really thought about it with Seth I'd probably know that it, it had to be Seth as well just because you couldn't have another Royal Rumble winner fall at, at, at WrestleMania, and right. you couldn't have Seth Rollins be another WrestleMania winner to look like a dope by who he handpicked to to go after. You know, he could have gone after Daniel Bryan, would have been a much more even matchup. But he chose Brock Lesnar. He needed to come out of that win- a winner, or else he would have looked like a fool.
6: We could say have have to, but realistically in wwe logic anything is possible
5: no 100 percent. they could
6: have had roman come out and win like
5: because <laughs> really they, really just saying like okay, it was just the right right time. right and time I they love love they did it. how
6: i feel about this wrestlemania is wwe did the right thing you were good they did the right thing on every match there i don't think there's one match where i'm like oh someone else should have won Maybe the women's battle royal, but let's be honest, nobody gives a shit about that, and it's not significant. But other than that, I don't. Everything was fine. Everybody won who was supposed to win, I feel.
5: Yeah. No, like, 100%. I, I mean, it, it, the, and, and it's funny, you look at the matches, like, you look at a Shane Nickman Miz, um, and the Miz, Miz loses, but it was done in a way where he kind of beat himself. You know, he right. goes to that super huge suplex and, and takes himself out. So he doesn't lose anything. In fact, he gains a lot in so many different aspects. Absolutely. Nobody's ever seen. And I I just got to, it should be acknowledged, the changes. Because Miz gets criticized a lot about how his, you know, all he does is talk or his in-ring work's not up to par. But if you look at the changes he's made to adapt to a face style, he's dropped dropped a significant amount of weight. The guy looks trim. The guy looks great. He, He looks like he's dropped at least 12, 15 pounds.
6: Really? I think he looks exactly the
5: same. Well, well I, look again, because 100% he, he looks trim. And I, there's, I'll there's, look
6: at you again, Miz.
5: There's an article about how he did drop a lot of weight, um, like for Mania and stuff like that. And he did it to change his style for a face style because now he has to be a lot of the aggressor and do a lot of things differently with heels. You know, there's a different style. A lot of times you're selling to let the fans get riled up for the face. And as the face, you know, you, you, he's flying from the top a lot more. Um, He's doing crazy moves a lot more. So so we're seeing him show a new Miz and a new style, and, and I look forward to seeing more of it. And with Shane McMahon, it's kind of one of those things where we've been wondering ever since he won that best in the world thing, like, what's the point of this? Is this going to go anywhere? Is this just stupid stuff? And it's like, well, now you've got face of all faces, Kofi Kingston is champion, Shane McMahon is now all over there calling himself best in the world. He did technically get a big win at WrestleMania. Do we see Shane McMahon be one of Kofi Kingston's first challengers for the WWE Championship?
6: Good God, if that happens, I'm never watching SmackDown ever again.
5: I mean, I know you say that. I mean, I know you say that. And, I s-
6: and I'm, well, I don't watch SmackDown as
5: is, but... This match was entertaining. Kofi King, I'm sorry, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Like, for what it was... For what it was,
6: the- because it was him jumping off of shit. I don't like Shane McMahon, but he just falls off of shit. If Shane that's, didn't, f- that's but- what he does. Yeah, but if Shane didn't fall off of shit or jump off of shit, Shane would be extra boring. Like I don't want to see Shane go one on one with
5: Kofi. I'm not saying I want this.
6: Dialogue. I know, just- but I I'm hope that. That's what I'm saying. I hope that doesn't happen.
5: Like if you think back to the Miz when he got his WWE Championship reign, the first person they had an feud with the title was Jerry the King Law. That sounds awful. All this sounds awful. Let's not
6: think about that ever. But I I hope Shane McMahon does not feud with Kofi Kingston. No, no, I don't want that to be. No, no, please. No.
5: You are special.
6: I'm not special. I hate Shane McMahon. I don't like anything (laughs) about Shane McMahon. Special person. No, I'm not. I'm special as in I'm cute as a button and I'm special in everyone's heart. But right I wouldn't want Matt Kofi in any
5: Matt Hubbarder wants Kofi versus Rusev for the title, but he also knows that that won't happen. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I mean, this is the thing I love about having a guy like Kofi Kingston as champion. You could pretty much spin a wheel of the SmackDown roster, and it's going to be a fun person to challenge him for. There's really nobody where it's kind of like, oh, Kofi versus this guy again. No, because Kofi Kingston hasn't been a single star in forever, and even then he only got as far as like the mid-card talent. Um, and even then, even if you see somebody he's feuded with in the past, let's say, for example, The Miz. That won't happen, obviously, but let's just throw his name out there. Seeing them feud for the WWE Championship now, years later, from, from them both being relevant in that discussion, that's fun for me. That That's a cool thing to see. Him versus Andrade, yes, please.
6: Kevin Owens, yes, please. Exactly.
5: So Sammy it, it, Zane, it's, yes, it's one of those things where Kofi Kingston being a new champion and a guy who's in new waters for him in the main event, uh, holding the top prize, anyone he feuds with is going to be fresh, and it's essentially giving the fans what they've been saying they want for years—fresh you know? mania. We, we we want we want new challengers. We want freshness. We want new. We want the new breed, blood, and the new breed to get pushed and be in the forefront, which to me makes it. Confusing that they were so upset with Baron Corbin going over Kurt Angle.
6: People are stupid.
5: Jesus Christ.
6: <laughs> if you th- if anybody, I don't know why people thought Kurt Angle was going to win. It makes no sense.
5: Well, no. I, I thought Kurt Angle was going to win solely because the, of the way that they were presenting it. Fair Where enough. they never really seemed to use this match to elevate Corbin like the whole thing it was it was Kurt Angle doing his farewell thing and like the only one to get any real heat in that entire thing was like Randy Orton you know for for attacking him and, and canceling that one match Baron Corbin didn't really do anything Baron Corbin kind of just stayed off to the side let great. Kurt Angle have his matches and talk a little shit so it seemed like it really was just setting Kurt Angle up for a farewell in the sunset and it's Corbin had been presented as nothing more than a fall guy so I understand what people thought uh, Corbin was going to lose. I don't understand why people wanted Corbin to lose. That's why I don't get, because I do think Kurt Angle did the right thing. you got to go out on your back. And and Corbin is a guy, he, he did his time in NXT. You know, he, he has been on the main roster for a while. He's one of those guys where he got a bad break. Just like you look at a Damian Sandow, you look at a Kofi, you look at all these guys that... that should should have gotten more than what he got. He got a horrible break with that Money in the Bank briefcase. The way he lost it. Oh, that was so bad. Like you know, so so Corbin is someone that should be invested in. He is somebody that should be the future. And and I don't really get the hate he gets because it's his in ring skills are. He's not going to jump off the top rope. You're not going to see him do a suicide dive. But I think end of the day, end of days is one of the most impressive. Oh, I love get. it.
6: Or when he slides, he slides around the pole and goes back in. I love that.
5: Like if you look at his moveset, these are not moves that are, are moves you can say, oh, I've seen so many other wrestlers do them. Like this is an impressive, innovative moveset. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys like Baron Corbin, I, you, you'd probably see them have a traditional big man finisher, like a, a, a punch to the mouth or a spear or a big clothesline or even a big boot, you know, or something like that but but he doesn't the deep six the end of days uh, he a lot of what is so funny what is
6: he like? i love how you said a punch in the mouth just, <laughs> i love how you said it. you were like a punch in the mouth I'm so-
7: judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumba it's
6: my little escape
7: now judy's the life of the party
6: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
7: whoa take it easy judy <MAX>
4: More than once, actually. Do I have to
7: say?
3: Yes, you do.
4: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
3: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
7: I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com.
7: Play for free
3: right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good.
5: As <laughs> Jason Sorry. Remy is saying in the live chat, though, no one wins the farewell match. And honestly, no one should.
6: No, you shouldn't. Goodbye. I mean, bye. Sorry. And, and
5: they did it right where they gave Kurt Angle a little bit of comeuppance the next night with Corbin. But then, once again, Kurt Angle's got to put over an up-and-coming superstar. And we see Lars Sullivan finally make his debut. And oh, take
6: remember it. Lars Sullivan?
5: I, I do, because he just made his debut on Raw. Raw! <laughs> Kurt Angle.
6: Oh, Lars Sullivan, we did not miss you.
5: I He's mean, another one that I, I, I think... See, like... He's another one where, on one hand, I get the hate he's going to get. And he's definitely, he definitely does nothing for me. Like, I want to make that clear. But, if I can defend him for a second, I remember at TakeOver last year, in that great ladder match at TakeOver, I don't remember him not looking like he belonged with those guys.
6: Right, and everyone thought he was gonna win. Remember, it was like a big thing that everyone was like, right. "Fuck, Lars Sullivan's that, gonna win." That
5: was like the fear element of the whole thing. Everyone's
6: like, like "Yeah,
5: any, yeah, anyone but Lars." <laughs>
6: everyone, anyone but Lars. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Right, but Lars could go like he wasn't right. like at a place. I personally, him doing that
5: flying headbutt scares the shit out of me. Yeah,
6: he wasn't like flom 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 flom. <laughs> Everybody else is like jumping off of thing. What was he? <laughs> flom 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 flom. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh,
6: <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever watch minnie Pooh?
5: oh that's different yeah no i know exactly minnie poo's
6: russian that's always he's like minnie Pooh. where he's like frum, frum, frum. <laughs> he reminds me of a scary teddy bear like when you shave it like if you ever like shaved a teddy bear bald in the face that's all lars Sullivan looks like poor lars Sullivan. are you looking up what a shaved ba- teddy bear looks like to see if it's um. in
5: comparison to lars Sullivan? <laughs> Now, since you're going to call me for looking stuff up, I'm looking up where the meniscus is. Uh Oh. Because Big E has a torn meniscus.
6: Well, I also love when you look up stuff on the computer during the show because it's very loud. So it's like, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? (laughs) It's
5: a very loud computer noise. Christopher Weaver's son just said, his youngest son, Brayden, just said that I look awesome in my headband. Probably because we have matching headbands.
6: Woohoo! I don't have a headband. Oh, wait.
5: These are the very headbands that Christopher Weaver, and I should say Tommy Alaska, and his sons were wearing at Smackdown when they got caught on the, the dance cam.
6: Oh, wait, I have one too. Look, look I can have one now.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Brayden.
6: Twinning! Oh, this looks... I look like I'm about to chop up some sushi. What's going on here?
5: After not knowing the meniscus was part of the why do research.
6: Oh, I could have told you. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry.
5: Well, I didn't want to ask. I wanted to do a little bit of a Google search. But then you went and called me out, and here we are.
6: I didn't call you out.
5: You asked me if I was looking up something, and then I was like, well, no, I was looking up this. Here we
6: are. Oh, I just asked you if you were looking up who Vinnie Poo was.
5: Right. No, I wasn't. But
6: you know who Vinnie Pooh was because we went to never mind. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So my favorite match of WrestleMania was yeah. probably yeah. the tag match.
5: Which one? SmackDown U- one. Bar Shinsuke?
6: Yeah. That was my favorite. I was happy the the Usos got their WrestleMania moment yeah.
5: finally. I was happy too. And it's one of those things where like I remember going in, we were saying a lot of like, why aren't the Hardys in this match? Or a lot of people were just saying, we want the Usos versus the Hardys just st- straight away. And there was a lot of curiosity, like, why aren't they doing this? And I think we see why now. Yeah. Because, well, it would have been a great dream match. Would have been cool for the marquee. They didn't necessarily need it. No. This way this way, they got guys like Ricochet, Black, The Bar, Shinsuke, and Rusev a top spot on the card. It, obviously, all these guys delivered. Usos got their WrestleMania moment. They got to walk in as champs and walk out as champions. Yeah,
2: hey,
6: it was and, wonderful.
5: And then the next night, we get what we want, Usos versus Hardys. But, or Tuesday, we get what we want, Usos versus Hardys. But the fact is, Usos aren't going over in that match. And that's why it doesn't happen at WrestleMania. Because if it does, Usos don't get their moment.
6: You got what you wanted And the WWE, no, you know I don't like the Hardys.
5: What, I didn't talk about, what are you saying?
6: You said we got what we wanted. The Usos versus the Hardys. I never wanted Usos versus the Hardys ever.
5: Well, I was... You're talking about... What I was saying was referring to the fans.
6: Yeah, that's why I said you guys, you WWE universities. You always
5: have to sprinkle your hate on the situation.
6: Sometimes of course I do. I can't just be like, okay, I'm going to sit here and be like, yep, I love the Hardys too. Nah, I don't like the Hardys.
5: You don't like anything, though. You just. You what do you on. mean?
6: I walk. just. I, I love, love the Usos. There's
5: a dark cloud that surrounds you as you walk. You're like a cartoon that walks around. Like and everybody Eeyore. else has umbrellas, and you don't have an umbrella, and there's just the clouds.
6: Like Eeyore.
5: Yes, exactly.
6: Like Eeyore. What? I didn't complain once about TakeOver. I said all good things about TakeOver.
5: We, we never complain about TakeOver because TakeOver is always perfect.
6: No, I usually complain about Velveteen Dream a little bit.
5: Well, thank God you didn't. And
6: his botchery. Like, I usually complain about that. Thank
5: God you didn't do it this time.
6: Yeah, I behaved. I decided to behave because WrestleMania was a feel good moment, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the Hardys are fine. Yay, tag champions. I hope they lose it quickly.
5: Such a hater.
6: Why can't I d- not like something? Like, you, why do I have to agree with the Hardys who are you, fucking over the hill and unnecessary when there's all this other talent? Why do I have to be excited that they're tag champions?
5: Listen, you don't have to be excited at all.
6: Yeah, uh, I don't I, want to I, be. I, I'm I, not excited that they're tag champions at all.
5: I think it's great. Why? Because, A, they're both still at the top of their game incorrect. Jeff is a mess, but okay. Oh, my God. You are ridiculous. Did you even watch their match on SmackDown? Of course I watched their match on SmackDown. Jeff Hardy's another one. He got in great shape recently. So did oh. Matt. Yeah, with Coke. Um. Okay. You anyway. are crazy. Yo, you're salt. Yo, no more salt. Sir, lady, no so way. Salt. I have to say salt. I'm back to the kitchen. Uh. Like, they're still at the top of their game. They're still super relevant. I do think eventually... We'll probably see both of them split away and get uh, singles pushes on their own again. But for now, if we need to rebuild the tag divisions and we need to start, you know, getting you know new stuff going on, the Hardys are a great team to, to hold the belts. Now you can have them face new competitors. Either way, you're going to be able to say it's a dream match. Sheamus Zorro versus the Hardys. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Cause, you know, these guys are now. Those guys are then. I think it cements the Hardys legacy, the fact that they're still able to do this year after year after year. And I also, it makes me feel happy that you are in a minority about this.
6: Yay. Nostalgia at its
5: best. Even though Tommaso Camilleri says, I love Danielle, speak the truth.
6: Yeah, that's right. Fucking Hardys
5: poopy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> poopy. Poopy. I don't know. I just feel like other tag... Tag teams could benefit from not having the Hardys have the title. Like who? Anyone. Name one team and it will be fine. Put them against the Usos. Good
5: brothers.
6: Good brothers. Perfect. Why do they need to go against the Hardys? They can't go against the Usos?
5: Well, the Usos, I'm thinking, are going to move over to Raw. And that's why you have them drop the titles. That's right. You
6: can't give anybody else the tag titles. You couldn't finally give Aleister Black and, and Ricochet
5: the titles. You, you couldn't give the fucking ball. See, yeah. I'm looking at this stuff and I'm looking at the future for the shakeup. So I think really, Aleister Black and Ricochet did great, but you really, that that's who you want to see. No, that's not what I said. From, from the Usos, uh, uh, two guys that aren't a real team. I'd rather see Ricochet and Aleister Black go their separate ways. I- agreed,
6: yeah. but I'm just saying, like, there's other people they could have given it to. Like, they put the Hardys together. The Hardys weren't together for a while.
5: Here's my thing, though, and this is WWE's fault, but here's my thing. And with the Hardys, them just coming back together all of a sudden, because they're the Hardys, like it or not, they, boom, all of a sudden, they're relevant, they have momentum, they're up top, they they are a top-tier tag team that gets a lot of name value. So the club, for example, the Good Brothers, who have been ignored by WWE, if all of a sudden they showed up, and challenge the Usos and won the tag team titles. It wouldn't have that same effect. Same with Sanity. As much as I like these guys, um, they you do need the team like the Hardys to take the titles. Let the Usos go to Raw, and now the Hardys can drop the titles to one of these teams. And because it's the Hardys dropping it, that team gets more from it. And all of a sudden, them feuding with the Hardys and getting the better of at the end can make them relevant and can make up for the fact that they've been ignored for the past year. That's where I'm coming from with my positive attitude regarding. But this why couldn't text. the Usos
6: just do that?
5: Because the Usos are moving
6: to Raw. How do you know they're moving to Raw?
5: This is what I'm. This is. But what happens if
6: they don't move to Raw? Why couldn't you do this and then have them move to Raw?
5: Okay, if they don't move to Raw, then we're gonna have that discussion, and I will be like, you know what, Daniel, you're right. That was silly.
6: I'll say something not salty. I do love the fact that for the past three years, the and every April, the Hardys have won a title. I appreciate that. I think that's funny. Right. I appreciate that. No salt there. I think that's funny.
5: I mean, this is why, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I obviously don't know for a fact Usos move, but I think Usos have been on SmackDown for a while. I think the Raw tag team scene with Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins as champions right now, it's ripe for, for a revival. Um, and sadly, I don't know if that happens from the revival. So I think guys like the Usos can come on over to Raw and, and they can mean a lot more. Ah, uh, because of everything they did over to SmackDown, I think it could be a nice change of scenery for them. I, I think Naomi could benefit from the same thing, so they maybe they take all three of them around. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking a lot of people uh, switch brands, and I think we've already seen them start to prepare it for it.
6: Finny, Finn.
5: You think Finn Balor moves?
6: I think he should go to SmackDown.
5: So you think Samoa Joe should come to RAW?
6: Sure. Does that have to happen? Do they have to switch automatically?
5: I mean, I would. you would think that. Usually they do that. Okay. Unless, of course, they want to unify them like they did the women's. But I, I, I hope they don't. Like, I, don't I know they were teasing them. the unification of the main titles on Raw and everyone was getting into that. But I'm so happy that they bailed on that with the, the bar interference. Like I do not want to see Kofi lose so fast. I don't want to see both brands only have one champion. You, you're able to benefit so many more superstars. Um, when you can can have two champions, agreed. Like, it, it, if Bray Wyatt is ever going to be champion again, it's going to come with them having two champions, one for each show, not one cross brand champ.
6: What'd you think and, of that little vulture?
5: Rusev and a lot of other guys. What'd you say?
6: What'd you think of that little vulture coming out of the box? I I scared it, me.
5: I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it has certain elements of like horror movie stuff, but then at the same time, it kind of looks like a sock puppet. So it looked like a fleshlight. Or that. A scary flashlight. Or that. So I'm willing to wait and see uh, what happens with that. I'm happy that finally Bray is is getting, you know, a sign that he's coming back. But it does seem like, I, I don't know how much... This character is going to change, you know, right. first we see as a buzzard and, and the laugh that we know so well. So did he really just take off for about a year for like no reason just so they could bring him back as Bragan? If that's the case, I, you'd be better off without mignettes. Just have him show up and, and, and cause havoc.
6: Maybe he took off because he's his girlfriend is with
5: child. I I, I don't think that's that's why. Oh, I thought that was why. I did, from everything I've read, it, it wasn't his choice. Like WWE kind of just pulled him down when Matt Hardy got hurt. They were going to repackage him, and then it just never happened. Interesting. Speaking of repackage, Luke Harper uh, showed up kind of looking like Luke Harper again.
6: Yo, Luke Harper got the biggest pop in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Like the minute the camera panned to him, everybody uproared. Everyone was so excited.
5: Yeah, we were. Well, because with the Battle Royals, you don't really get entrances, so we were just happy that he was there.
6: Yeah, I was like, "Yay, Luke Harper's back! He's not winning, but he got
5: got a cool moment against Braun Strowman too. That was fun.
6: Yeah, he did. That was
5: fun. Members of the Wyatt family. Um, You know who got a great pop in the women's Battle Royal? Dana Brooke.
6: Yeah, good for Dana Brooke.
5: Dana Brooke got got a nice crowd reaction. She was able to own it. Like Dana Brooke had a nice WrestleMania moment. Good for her. And it was very cool to see that there are fan base or are a lot of fans, especially vocal fans, in that stadium in the beginning of the card. You know, this was kickoff. So it was kind of like on all three of those matches, four rather, it was kinda of tough to really hear crowd reactions in a lot of those matches because it was still an empty arena or near empty arena. It was early, but you really got to hear that crowd come alive for Dana Brooke. And it was very cool.
6: Yeah, it was really awesome.
5: I, I, on one hand, I wouldn't mind seeing her move, but on the other hand, I question how much the women moves are going to affect anything. Considering now both championships can kind of go to raw or SmackDown. So, I mean, hopefully WWE starts dedicating more time to actual feuds and and just, you know, getting the women personalities known by the fans so we do get to see everyone get equal time on Raw and SmackDown. But, you know, if a tag team, if a women's tag team moves, let's say Nia Jax and Tamina, they move from Raw to SmackDown, they can still challenge the iconics for the belts, doesn't matter where they are. And and Ember Moon moving over to SmackDown could still mean she could challenge Becky Lynch for the title.
6: Ember Moon's back!
5: Yeah, I... I wish they gave her an entrance. Right. They gave a couple women an entrance. Uh, Naomi, or actually maybe just Naomi.
6: No, Asuka got one.
5: Right. They gave Naomi and Asuka. It would have been nice if, if Ember Moon got one too. It's her big return for her. She should be positioned as a star of the women's division. So, or at least a future star.
6: Right. So right.
5: I would, I would have liked to see her get a little more of a, of an entrance there. Um, or maybe even just not put her in the battle Royal at all and just save her for a nice Raw return. Yeah.
6: Who was Raw Women's Champion last year?
5: Raw Women's Champion last year. The last WrestleMania. Be- so, Charlotte was SmackDown.
6: Yeah, and then she beat <laughs> Asuka. Who was, who was
5: Women's? I could be totally wrong, I think. Oh, yeah, it was Nia Jax. Nia Jax... Uh, oh, wait, no, it no. was
6: Alexa. Nia, Alexa beat... Nia Jax beat Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah exactly. I could have... Yeah, I totally went blank just now. I could not remember. I was like, wait, they had a Raw women's match, right? Yeah. I totally was based on that.
2: Yeah.
6: Alexa uh, Bliss called out Sasha and uh, Bailey on Twitter, and then Bailey came out and fought her on Raw, which I thought was pretty interesting. And right. Then, and, and then she blocked Sasha Banks.
5: Yeah. Sasha Banks. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with her because there's a lot of rumors going around about why she uh, wasn't on Raw. She's unhappy. Or had first pers- personal issues, family issues.
6: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I
5: don't know. We will we'll definitely see what's going on. I would love to see Bailey move over to SmackDown.
6: Yeah, I would like to see Bailey and Sasha get away from each other.
5: Yeah, they need to be split. I'd like to see Bailey move to SmackDown. I'd like to see Bailey go heel. Yeah. Um, there, there were signs of it in the, in her match with Bliss, and. Um, Little signs of frustration that you don't often see from the hugger. So I'd love to see her finally go dark and give that a shot.
6: Yeah, she can I I like it. I'd be okay with it.
5: Um, She would wear
6: she would wear her ponytail on the other side to signify (laughs) that she's a heel.
5: (laughs) (laughs) She's gotta wear a bandana, like Elias style. Like when she seen it with him.
6: Speaking of bandanas, I need to tell this story. I just love it so much. So our dear friend M2J, every Wrestlemania has a red Hulkamania bandana in hopes that Hulk Hogan will come out for Wrestlemania and sure as shit Hulk Hogan came out.
5: I, I don't know who was happier, M2J or Sunil Salty Sunil. Yeah, Sunil. I
6: don't know. I didn't. I didn't get a. I didn't get a reaction. Like I haven't. I didn't
5: I see just it. Assumed, I just assumed he fainted from happiness and missed the entire show.
6: Right. My favorite part of that whole thing with Hulk Hogan is he called us the Silver Dome. Everyone laughed, and he still called it the wrong thing. Right. He called it yeah. MetLife Center.
5: <laughs> yeah, he, Hogan. Hogan out. Hogan himself.
6: Yeah, he's wonderful. had
5: to make fun of him. So.
6: Good job, Hulk Hogan. But yeah, that was a fun moment because I know Matt was very happy. Yeah.
5: Um, speaking of the women, real quick, going back to Mailman Matt. He says, I love Lacey Evans challenging Lynch. Is she the best or most deserving woman in the roster? Probably not, but she is fresh and talented. I think it will make for an exciting run for the two.
6: I loved it. I love that she came out and clocked her in the face.
5: Continuing for Mailman quick, thank you for our WWE having Paige and that she's bringing a new tag team and not letting us know who it is intrigue and anticipation of waiting and seeing is great i wish they had dug it on drug it on for a few weeks but i'll take what i get my bet is the pirate princesses that's pretty much what everyone's guessing mainly i want to say because nxc doesn't really have too many women i thought teams.
6: they announced it already
5: no, i thought no, no, they did Paige say it was she, a sky pirate Paige said she's bringing up a tag oh who it is she said next week she has a surprise for iconics because she's bringing them a tag team Mm. so uh most people are guessing the sky pirates i i guess is that's the safe bet but like i said because there aren't really too many other tag team, female tag teams in nxt um i don't think team pick is, is healthy and ready to come back yet um you know other than that you don't really have too many
6: she's gonna bring trish stratus and lita
5: <laughs> that, that'd be funny
6: that's my pick
5: i mean <laughs> my pick is it's probably sky pirates though. The only thing is, or I'm sorry, the pirate princesses. I, I like sky pirates. I
6: thought they were called sky pirates to be
5: honest. Now nah, most people call them the pirate princesses, but I like sky pirates. Um, Fair enough. but yeah, I think, I don't know if they fit with Paige. and, you know, people can say this is what it is, but I probably would rather see them paired up with Oscar and right. rather see like Oscar, you know, Either turn bad or stay face. I don't care, but let her show some fire. Start attacking people. Start making a play for championships, and let her have some muscle behind her. Right. Let them form a nice stable. Um, and, and, and I think some, you know, there, a lot of people online want to see them reform Freedom, of uh, freedom, freedom. Freedom. So, freedom, 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 freedom,
6: freedom.
5: So yeah, like I, I think that is a better fit. And it's one of those things where I think if Paige brings them up, it's only a matter of time before they do end up getting paired with Asuka and Paige gets dumped again. So I don't know necessarily if people are saying that that's who she brings because it would be a good fit or because they even, you know, want to see that. But it does seem the most likely tag team to get called up.
6: Yeah, most likely. That'd be fun. i like to see... uh,
5: Kati Sane was was treated by the NXT universe as if she's, uh, you know, that was... That was goodbye.
6: Oh, yeah, I saw that, that she was, like, all crying and heartfelt and stuff.
5: Right, oh, I yeah, want to hug it, her. It she seemed so. like she was taking her final bow and possibly leaving the next universe. So what? so it, it totally makes sense for them to come up, but I just don't know how much it fits with Paige. But maybe they want those girls to get somebody who can do the talking for them, and that way they can just let their ring work speak for themselves. And it doesn't really matter if the pairing makes the most sense as long as it can get the, the job done.
6: Right. I'm just worried about the Iconics having to actually wrestle talented women.
5: I mean, I know you are critical of the Iconics working. Um, but here's what I say to that. Because when I watched the tag team match at WrestleMania, when I watched it over when we got home, I, uh, I paid attention, very close attention to it. I actually watched it twice and i thought the iconics did great for what they had to do granted there were eight women in the match so obviously every woman had a limited share but the iconics never stuck out as boxing anything or as as not being good they they totally fit in with beth with natty with sasha with bailey the the job that they had and the spots that they were supposed to hit they they did great and and they executed the finish perfectly and then to to you know you saying they're not the best in ring workers. When was the last time we really got to see them wrestle? They don't get to work on SmackDown. It, it, they barely get to talk on SmackDown. Um, you know the, the last time I think we saw them do anything of relevance other than getting fed to Charlotte after they made their debut after WrestleMania. I think you got to go further, like to NXT. But in NXT matches, I remember like when they didn't
6: you- get fed to Charlotte. They beat Charlotte up.
5: I remember, yeah, but then when the matches, they didn't win.
6: Oh, I was like, well, their debut, they beat up Charlotte.
5: Right. No, I understand Oh, okay. I said after their debut.
6: Oh, after. I'm sorry. I misheard you.
5: No worries. No,
6: one thing I do like about them is their characters outside of the ring are the same in the ring, if that makes sense. Like, they're very, like... We're the best. We're iconic. We're this, but in the ring they do that too, where they yell and then she's like, "I'm not coming out until Peyton comes out. I'm not doing this." Like they stick to character in the wrestling, like, like I, like you know how some wrestlers like they have a gimmick outside the ring and then once they get in the ring it's completely different. Right. Kind of like Finn Demon Finn.
5: <laughs> and the Bellas.
6: And the Bellas. Yeah.
5: Matt Porter says I think the Iconics are solid in the ring. I enjoy their work, but then on the flip side, uh, Chris Jennings says. They are the uh, So I mean, it,
6: I don't hate them, but, you know.
5: I, mean, I, I think they're great for what they are. And like I said, Fair I think they're that bad in the ring. I think they have improved, and I'm looking forward to seeing them get a little bit more in-ring time on television. Um, but character-wise, I think they're super entertaining, and I think their chemistry really shines. And I've said this earlier, I do think that they are like the edge and Christian of the women's division. Obviously not... In ring wise, but the way Edge and Christian, their characters took off after they won the tag team championships for the first time and they turned heel and they finally got to start making fun of everybody and and doing like the totally reeks of awesomeness. So does Rule! Like all the funny stuff they did backstage with Kurt Angle and with Mick Foley that really got them over. That's the stuff I see in Iconics. You know, when Braun Strowman is walking to the back and they come out. And they use their hand to make one hand to offer him a handshake. And then he just walks past them, and they both kind of just turn that hand into a thumbs up and, and keep walking. Like, it's it's that kind of stuff. The fact, um, the thing, and I really hope they keep doing this. I hope they don't pull the plug on this fast. But them announcing that they're going to defend it against anyone and say that we searched high and wide. And we've got Brooklyn's best tag team with our unprecedented, undefeated record of 45-0, and the Brooklyn Bells and its two jobbers. That to me, and they're like, and we are honored to face such legends of the sport. To me, that's classic comedy, and that's the kind of stuff that are going to get these girls over as entertaining heels and will help any babyface team that needs momentum and needs to get over with the crowd simply because the crowd will be into what the Iconics are doing, for good or for worse. Kay. Are you okay? By the way, I, th- I thought you were gonna blink yourself into oblivion. I thought your eyelashes. You done.
6: were comparing the iconics to edge and Christian, and I was just
5: very, like, "Okay, no, because no, no, 100%. I was very careful to do it in a way where you couldn't dispute it by saying they're not and Christian." Okay. What? Okay. What are you saying? Okay. That's not what are you saying? Okay. Brad Richards says the new Lake Cool. Uh, Matt Hovater says he loves the comparison. Uh, really, Brad-
6: I see he just wrote loved it.
5: <laughs> exactly. He loved what I said. 100%. Uh, that's the, the, Maybe that's the, he
6: the, loved my eye blinking.
5: I doubt it. I doubt it. Because uh, okay. he's the iconic facade on the rim. And so 100% he agrees with what I'm saying. 100%.
6: Yay. 100%. 100% <laughs> agreeing with you.
5: But yeah, Iconics are for, and for the tag division, they can be what Edge and Christian were at the time, where they were these guys that were able to get great responses from the crowd, to the point where the crowd was going to cheer anyone that came out. Edge and Christian could do their five-second pose, and Kai and Ty could come out. crowd would flip the fuck out, because Edge and...
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky?
4: Lucky?
5: over and where they had that connection And I definitely see that potential in the Iconics if they're allowed to keep doing Their thing and keep getting ring time Keep getting mic time and keep getting to Develop themselves as The first heel champions the tag division Has seen in the women's division Woo-hoo. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing fun Stuff from the Iconics Good, I'm glad <clears throat> I think Daniel Bryan is one guy who would Benefit from moving over switching brands
6: Okay, I can see I think, that. And he could think, feud with Seth.
5: I think he kind of did all there is to do to SmackDown, literally all there is to do. He ran it. Yeah. Kind of it. I mean, time for him to go over to Raw, I think.
6: It's and time I think I
5: agree it. with what you were just saying.
6: Oh, feuding with Seth Rollins? Yeah, I would love to see Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins feud.
5: Yeah, I mean, like, you think about who can Seth Rollins feud with now. And I truly, I think Roman Reigns needs to move to SmackDown. I think Drew might follow him there. Um, I, I there's will a follow Braun,
7: him.
5: There's a chance Braun might head over there too. I think. I think either at, at least two of those three guys might head over to SmackDown.
6: Follow him wherever he may go. And
5: so it does keep you wondering who's going to be able to challenge Seth. Who's going to be because right now you look at a brand new landscape. I mean, Brock is finally gone. We finally have a championship over on Raw. The Witch is dead. But they they made so many moves this past year. Where now Roman Reigns, I don't know if he's like. Like I said, I think they got to move him over to SmackDown and try and give him a new life at a new home. I'm okay with that. Braun Strowman's not nearly as over as he once was, and I think they might move him to SmackDown too. Well, he came
6: to SmackDown uh, and beat up Samoa Joe. Well, not beat up, but yeah.
5: Right now, everyone's crossing over until they. You,
6: You know what I liked very much about that interaction is that Samoa Joe didn't back the fuck down. Samoa Joe was like, OK, like right. he didn't cower to Braun no.
5: Strowman. Yeah, he looked he looked super excited. He's like, you dare challenge me. All right, let's go.
6: Ah, I love Samoa Joe. Love it. Right.
5: It's one of those things where they're hinting that. So so I could whether it means Joe comes to Raw or it means Braun goes to SmackDown. It looks like Braun might have a future in the mid card title, the U.S. title. I'm OK with that. Drew McIntyre, I think, lost a lot of momentum. Like I said, I think they might move him over to SmackDown, have him go for Kofi rather than go for Seth. So that really Ooh. leaves Seth like wide open. Like what do you do? Do you move someone like Randy Orton or AJ Styles over to Raw? I, I like I said, I think Daniel Bryan's a great, great selection for that. But I do hope Rowan stays with him.
6: I know exactly where Randy Orton should move.
5: Between your legs.
6: <laughs> God, that was so crass. I was trying to be polite. <laughs>
5: No, you weren't.
6: <laughs> I just pointed.
5: Matt agrees with me saying the Usos are 100% going to Raw. Okay. I think, uh, I think. let's see, with tag teams, Bobby Roode and Gable just turned heel. I wonder if they stay on Raw to feud with Ryder and Hawkins, or maybe they move to SmackDown.
6: I would like to see Shelton Benjamin feud with Kofi for a little.
5: That'd be great.
6: I would like him to be like, oh, I was here longer than you.
5: I'm not here, sure. Here's one thing I'd like to see. And it's, it's something I think that if WWE did it, it would, it would benefit the product uh, moving forward. Because so when I read early in the day that Usos are defending the titles against the Hardys, I immediately know the Hardys are winning. And I've kind yeah. of been programmed to think that, especially in recent weeks, because for the most part, when you read about a random title match made like the day before a show or the day of the show... It usually means a title change. You don't see too many successful title defenses on raw and SmackDown anymore. And I right. think that should change. And I think with Kofi Kingston, if you can if you wanna have him as a champion who is able to hold the momentum he has, stay as hot as he is, but also continue to be elevated, elevate the championship and elevate his contenders, I think you need him to actually defend the title against a lot of defenders on SmackDown. So, for example, as much as I'd love to see Kofi and Shelton feud, they'd either they'd need to like pair Paul Heyman with Shelton. They need to do something drastic with Shelton Benjamin to make him, you know, an overnight believable challenger to really take Kofi absolutely, out. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but I would love to see Shelton Benjamin challenge Kofi, have war of the words, and then maybe have a competitive title match that night on SmackDown that Kofi can win. And then, you know, maybe that match alone would remind everyone how good Shelton is and you can always continue that feud if you want to. But then I'd love to see Kofi fight guys like if Elias moves to SmackDown, have Kofi defend against Elias, you know, uh, body rude. There's just so many guys that I'd love to see them just have matches and have let them be able to say that they competed for the WWE Championship on SmackDown. Just losing a WWE Championship match will still have go a long way.
6: Absolutely. What I mean?
5: Like the biggest thing right. was, Kobe Kingston was like eleven years. I never got a one-on-one match for the title. So why don't you have him rectify that by giving other people who never had a title match like an
6: open, like an open uh,
5: challenge? Exactly.
6: Speaking of Elias, Elias got like the biggest moments for WrestleMania and Raw. Like, yeah. like Raw, Undertaker comes out for Elias, and then. Sp- wrestlemania we get the most delightful delightful interruption of all time
5: (laughs) so good it was so good the return of the doctor of thuganomics he shined up that phd and took it to work
6: i always forget that deb of hashtag keep deb hydrated is a late fan like she started watching wrestling at wrestlemania 30 so she doesn't know about thuganomics and i remember at one point i turned to her and was like She's like, this is dumb. I'm like, uh, this is what John Cena used to be. And she was like, no, it wasn't. I was like, oh, yes, it was.
5: (laughs) I I was telling her later, I was like, the reason why people have hated the current iteration of John Cena that you know for so long is because this is the John Cena they fell in love with. Yeah. This is the John Cena that came out and entertained the crowd. With entertaining raps and clever punchlines and amazing wordplay on your favorite superstars. And it was just, I I still remember some amazing raps he did. And couldn't say most of the stuff he did back then on television. Because, like, I remember when he was feuding with the Guerreros, he was very racist yeah anti-mexican raps but like the stuff with brock lesnar was hilarious the kurt angle stuff the big show i mean though he just had so many great raps and so many great moments as that character and so many like i was like it, but it was so good they turned him face because the crowd stopped booing the raps
6: yep Yep, and I was telling. Yeah, we were like telling her, and I was like, "Yo, I always forget." Like I'm like, "Yep, this is what John." She's like, "No, this." Ca-. I'm like, "Oh yes, this is the John Cena that I was like. This was a John Cena's act way before."
5: <laughs> Brad Richardson in the live chat. I wish we were able to meet Brad Richardson. He was trying to. We were sorry. Over the place we the didn't. Problem, Brad, the problem was we both had costumes that didn't have pockets, so our phones weren't on us as much, and that, it was very right. tough. Right.
6: Also, too, like a lot of people we couldn't meet, like people that are friends of mine for years. Like I'd be like, hey, this is where we are. And then like they'd be somewhere else getting inside because it started early, people coming late. Like I didn't see a lot of people that I normally yeah. see at WrestleMania. Like I see Dwayne too. We didn't get to see Dwayne. I, the the girl who was Becky in my group last year of the four, she messaged me, but she was like, It was crazy, I couldn't get over there. Tamia, there were so many people that we didn't get to meet. And like Like, our Instagram message, too, it was hard.
5: Yeah, but Brad Richardson, he says he went nuts when Cena came out. Everybody Uh, did. Hashtag, hashtag he still got it. And, And, yeah, that was just so entertaining watching him come out. Like, the sound of the crowd, especially when you watch it over, like, it's not the usual reaction he gets where he gets just a loud thunderous pop. This was like an overall just a, a sound of surprise. Like everyone was like, oh, because you couldn't, um, you knew, you were expecting, you know, dun, yeah, because yeah. we it, were all
6: like, John Cena, John Cena is coming out.
5: You think you're untouchable. And he's
6: like, oh, my God, it's Thuganomics, word life, word life. We're like, why is this happening to us? And New York was the perfect place to do it. New York, New Jersey is the perfect place to bring back Thuganomics.
5: Yeah, which so is weird because he's from Boston. So you think seeing him wear a Yankees jersey would just rile some people up. But
6: yeah. Cena makes it work. Fucking Cena.
5: <laughs> fucking Cena. <laughs>
6: fucking Cena. But yeah. So
5: well, Elias is now set up for the biggest match of his career in Saudi Arabia.
6: Is he fighting Taker?
5: Well, I mean, that's what it seems like.
6: Oh, I thought he just came out to... Yo, Taker was looking good, man. I was like, look at you and your abs and muscles. Oh.
5: Oh, if you look at his Instagram, he's been posting up those videos of like those prepackaged meals like, thank you
6: guys. And I'm like, look at you healthy, healthy man.
5: I think, I think those guys are getting a lot of sales this week because, yeah, he looks great.
6: Yeah, they brought the dead man back from the dead. Good up, uh, Oh, come on, that was good. That was great.
5: Was I, didn't even
6: mean, I didn't even mean for that to be punny, and it just was. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue sometimes.
5: Yeah, um... With the with the injuries, there's sadly some injuries. AJ Styles might be hurt. Drew McIntyre might be hurt. Big so e, many. Big E seems to be hurt. Ray, we think is still hurt, though apparently he's not as hurt as we think he is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ray's hurt. Uh, Rhonda I broke her hand. I, I think that's all the injuries, but there might be a couple more. I'm not sure. I, just I don't want
6: anybody to be hurt.
5: Ah, if only if life was perfect.
6: Yeah, I don't want anybody to be hurt. No matter how much I dislike a wrestler, I never want them to be hurt, ever.
5: Yeah. Um, speaking of shake-up, it's interesting to note that when Buddy Murphy shake-up. lost his Cruiserweight champion, there was somebody waiting for him, filming him and talking a little trash, and that is the current North American champion, Velveteen Dream.
6: They're having a match next week.
5: On NXT, correct. So, that's that's one thing interesting to note, where, you know, Buddy Murphy, who technically, has, has Cruiserweight champion has been a main roster star, despite not being on Raw SmackDown. But now we're seeing possibly he might transition off two hundred five live back to NXT.
6: He better uh, start eating those protein bars to get above two hundred five.
5: Well, on NXT, you can still be below two hundred five live. It's okay.
6: Oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot.
5: Sure, giant Gargano would be two hundred five live. So yeah, two
6: hundred five. Yeah, soaking wet. <laughs> like John Gargano is probably one ninety two.
5: Lisa's Lisa's joining us in the live chat, and she says her favorite man is back, Sami Zayn.
6: Yo, did you listen to Sami Zayn, like, rip into how, the crowd? I love him. How
5: awesome was Sami Zayn turning on that crowd?
6: He was just like, nope, still heal. fuck you. <laughs> just
5: vicious, just vicious, all because it's true. Because it's true. Oh, he's the best. He's, like, he, like, Sami Zayn is so perfect. And I love, I love the dichotomy of having Sami Zayn be a face and have Kimi, uh, Kevin Owens, I'm sorry, Kevin Owens be a face and Sami Zayn be a heel. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I do hope that they end up on separate brands next week. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them feud of, in the future with the reverse roles. You know, Kofi, uh, Kevin being the face, Sammy being the heel. That could be interesting.
6: I love it. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. That was my shake it up song. That's I the song I was going to use. That's so good. That's the song they're going to use. Shake it up, shake it up.
5: What are they going to use that song for?
6: When they do the star, the superstar shake up.
5: Oh, uh, okay. Shake
6: it up, shake it up. That's what they're going to do.
5: I bet I bet you. you're right.
6: Yeah, I'm always right.
5: Uh, Chris Jennings says, no man that big of a guy should be able to do that kind of a split. Yeah, Biggie. Oh, Biggie. What an impressive split.
6: He's silly. He shouldn't be doing things like that.
5: Hey, especially with a torn meniscus.
4: Did he tear his meniscus doing the split?
5: I don't think so, but that was why I was... With
4: Lucky land you can get lucky just about anywhere.
5: like if that if that is what happened. But Where I don't think he It
4: is would, your money. I
5: don't think he fucked up his knee doing a split. I don't know, you can fuck up your knee doing a split. Yeah, what? but he didn't come down thunderously. He came down very carefully, you know. Yeah, but he's really- a big
6: man. The pressure of stretching your knee out that far. Okay.
5: I, I, you know, I don't think he I don't think he himself splitting. Danielle. that's all I'm going to say.
6: Okay. You ever watch people do splits and they do it effortlessly and you're just like, "Fuck you." Every time I watch Charlotte do that shit in the ring, I'm like, "Oh, fuck you." <laughs>
5: Right. Yeah. Or Molina.
6: Yeah. Effortlessly. Or Robin. Dam. Or oh god, Robin is another one. I'm like, don't your balls rip? Like,
5: ouch. Yeah.
6: I love uh, Robin and Dam and his nice butt.
5: All right, so let's finish this show up by just running down some key people that you want to see move. Like key people that you think should move. The
6: Hardys to move. retirement. Okay. 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 And, we're gonna be serious. Okay. Serious. Instant serious. Instant
5: regret. Instant
6: regret. <laughs> yeah, you should. You just. You open that up.
5: Well, you know what? I'm so sorry. These, these are things that I want to talk about, and you are the only person I had to talk about them with right now. Okay. Sorry. <laughs>
6: um, Finn Balor should go to SmackDown. I would like to see Finn Balor on SmackDown. I would like to see. I would like
5: oh, to. Hold on. Well, Let's go back and forth. Oh, you name I'm one, I name fine. one. So you want Finn Balor on SmackDown. I want to see Nikki Cross wherever Sanity is. Yeah. Like I just want to see Nikki Cross with Sanity. I don't care where it is.
6: Okay. I would like to see Drew McIntyre on SmackDown.
5: All right. Um, I would like to see Apollo Crews on SmackDown.
6: I would like to see your mom. No, I would like to see Rey Mysterio on Raw.
5: Alright, I'd like to see Samoa Joe on Raw.
6: No. I would because like you to been s-
5: down on SmackDown, so this I would, makes, makes sense.
6: I would like to see Baron Corbin on SmackDown.
5: Okay. You can see that. Um I actually like that one a lot. Um I want to see Pete Dunn on Raw. I would like to see.
6: I would like to see. I don't know. Um, I would like to see, hmm, Daniel Bryan on Raw. Did you just say that? I feel like you no, just said that. I oh. said it earlier. But oh I didn't <laughs> I'm like, Did you just
5: say that? Daniel ago. I didn't say it here. That's good. I want to see Bobby Lashley on SmackDown.
6: I want to see I, Roman Reigns Ra- on SmackDown, but I
5: also like I want him away from Finn Balor, so I don't know. Maybe I don't. It depends. On- I want
6: Roman Reigns on SmackDown.
5: Yeah, me too. Um, who else did? I, did we say I want the Usos on Raw? I yeah, said, I
6: was going to say that, but you you were going to say that.
5: I wouldn't mind. I, I want Ricochet and Aleister Black to get split up. Said that already. So Aleister on Raw? Um, I I don't really think I, I would care too much. I'd probably want him away from guys like Strowman, Sullivan, maybe even Corbin.
6: Oh, so. I would like Lars Sullivan on Raw.
5: All right, so then yeah, I would want Black to be on SmackDown. Um, I want Shinsuke and Rusev to be split up. Also, um, I, I think either one of them could benefit from a move to Raw. But obviously, if you move them both, you kind of might be tempted to keep them together. So um, I don't really mind who stays and who goes. But I think I think one of them needs to. I think they got to get split.
6: Um, I would like to see Alexa Bliss on SmackDown.
5: That would be cool. I, I, I know they're a great tag team and we need them, but I don't mind seeing Sheamus and Cesaro split up either. Um, <sighs> I, I also don't mind them sticking together, but only if like, like I'd love to see a New Day versus the Bar feud, where Sheamus and Cesaro were both trying to go after Kofi for the title. Like, if you can have them come across as main event talent going for the WWE Championship without splitting up the bar because they're both WWE Championship material, then by all means do it. But I don't think that happens, and I only think that Sheamus or Cesaro get another championship shot if they're split up. So I wouldn't mind them getting split up.
6: I would love to see Cesaro feud with fucking Kofi. Yeah. That would be a big one. That's a big one.
5: Like Cesaro or Seth would also be good. Like That's why I love our
6: Cesaro period.
5: Yeah, seriously, like Cesaro's ready, he's been ready, um, you know, I mean, and I, I don't know how true the rumors we've read for years are that the main reason they're a tag team is because Sheamus is kind of on borrowed time, and him being with the tag team allows him to to keep, you know, keep working and, and you know, have a limited work rate in the ring, and Cesaro's obviously the best there is at that kind of stuff, but um I don't know. I mean, I, I think you gotta. C- Cesaro has to get elevated. Like, yeah. C- the, the beauty about Kobe Mania and Kobe Tyson becoming champion is is just he represents so many people. And it's not just the obvious, it's not just the fact that as the first ever African-born WWE champion, he represents that whole group of people and, and minorities everywhere. He also represents the mid-carders, the mm-hmm. veterans who have been forgotten about when it comes to booking main events and championship feuds. The, the guys like Cesaro, who, who a lot of people have counted out as ever making it to main event status. And you look at Kofi and you're like, it can happen. All I have to do is keep putting in the work. And and eventually my time will come. Yeah. And so with Cesaro, it's like, when's his time going to come? Because it's, it's been here. He's been ready.
6: Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Get it together, WWE. Get it together.
5: Yeah, Um. I, I wouldn't mind Bray being over on SmackDown.
6: Yeah, Bray. I can see Bray on SmackDown. I think that's As, it. I don't really have anybody else.
5: Especially if you move Daniel Bryan with Rowan over to Raw.
6: yeah. Roman Rowan coming clutch with the fucking shirts, man. He is like, the best yeah. shirts.
5: Yeah, Roman's great. He's the best. Um, I think, uh, what do we think about, um, Dana Brooke coming to SmackDown?
6: Yeah, let's throw her over there. I like it. I couldn't think of any women. Yeah, let's throw her over there. I like it.
5: We, I mean, uh, R-Truth and Carmella could make their way over to Raw.
6: Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. And what you said about Nikki Cross, I don't care where they go as long as she's with Sanity.
5: Seriously, like Sanity and them need to be together because I think Nikki being with them and obviously, you know, you never know with WWE, but I think Nikki Cross is somebody who's just so infectious, like her energy is just so contagious. She's somebody that the fans really want to get behind and just her being with Sanity brings Sanity up a level in terms of relevance and momentum and excitement and and I think it'll just benefit all four, like what they have is something special. And, and we need to see that on the main roster. We haven't seen it yet.
6: Right. I watched. Uh, I watched when Becky Lynch won the SmackDown title, and she was calling out people, and Sandy showed up, and then all of a sudden they like pointed at Nikki, and that whole th- exchange. I fucking love that whole thing.
5: Yeah.
6: I thought it uh, was so fucking good. I
5: think uh, these are another pair of forgotten, you know, people. But I, I think the Ascension moving over to SmackDown and challenging the Hardys. I think they are a team. Uh, that I was kind of referencing before, where they would benefit like simply just by getting thrown back in that tag team title mix and being able to work with people who are legends, have legendary status. Um, even if the Ascension don't walk out champions, if they can push the Hardy to the limit, it will help them get out of the hole that WWE's put them in over the past few years.
6: I didn't even realize they were on Raw.
5: <laughs> right, exactly, and I'm sure you're not alone.
6: Tyler Breeze should challenge Kofi. Or Tyler Breeze should challenge Seth Rollins, but he's already on Raw. See, I don't know where any of these people are.
5: Tyler Breeze could challenge Finn Balor.
6: Finn, yes. Yes. uh, Yes. Battle of the Pretties.
5: I wouldn't mind seeing Apollo challenge Samoa Joe for the title.
6: That'd be a good match. Yeah, Apollo, what are you doing?
5: Well, I I said earlier I want to see Apollo on SmackDown. That'd be great. Um, Oh, you know who I want to see move to either brand? Don't even care. Cedric Alexander. Oh, can we, yeah. Can we please, like, have him follow in Mustafa Ali's footsteps and, like, let's get him on the brand.
6: He's hurt, too, apparently. Cedric? Mustafa. Cedric. I mean, Ali.
5: When did he get hurt?
6: He got, when he got thrown into the table. I think it was a Raw? Smackdown. Smackdown? No. Then it was the R- Rumble. He got hit in the, he smacked his face into the commentary b- fucking table. Right,
5: well, then I think he's okay because he Uh-oh. was in he was in a tag team match on SmackDown. I also maybe he was fine. Never mind. In I fact, like he it. took a he took that uh, wicked RKO from Randy Orton. <sighs> I love RKO's. And then followed by that a, was
6: like, a fun match. Oh, that was oh, a super oh, fun match.
5: You catch Rusev with his Scott Hall cell? of uh, the. Uh,
6: I love. Yep, I love fucking Rusev. He's the best. Everybody's yeah. the best.
5: I really hope they don't uh, split up New Day. I I don't know if there's any I don't talk. Think of them, they I do really I really hope they don't do that.
6: I feel like if eventually Kofi does lose the belt, if they keep it on him for a long, long enough period of time, I feel like Biggie's gonna turn. I know that's like a very predictable thing, but I feel like right. that. Everyone,
5: everyone's been saying that for a while. That's the way I'm, to go. No, I. I, I don't hope they, want
6: that to happen. But I'm saying if that's a thing, like it's gonna be
5: Biggie. Christopher Weaver wants to see them call up Undisputed uh, mm. as part of the shakeup. No undisputed era no yeah, a lot of people seem to be against that like i said let's have them pair nikki up with sanity and let's ha- see if they can finally start using that stable yeah
6: let's use the ones that we have first
5: yeah like let's let's not be in a rush to you know let's let's get ec3 a solid spot
6: oh remember let's, ec3 where is let's, he
5: let's get heavy machinery a solid spot. where's
6: ec3 raw he should go well, the, the other
5: you guys never really got assigned homes oh so like Lacey Evans, EC3, Heavy Machinery, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, and Alistair Black, they have all kind of just been roaming around That's from right. brand to brand. Fair enough. But Fair now right. in the superstar Shake-Up, they're all going to get assigned homes. So okay. we'll find out where they end up next week. Assigned homes. Um, I think Heavy Machinery might have to go heal.
6: I forgot they were called up too.
5: Right. This is, this is WWE's so sad. Not, WWE's not. Uh, they're terrible not helped you to remember them
6: yeah that's so sad yeah they probably will um yeah i think that's it for our talk yeah and if anybody i know this is random but if anybody didn't check out us on instagram or twitter at the Heel marks danielle's costume was liberty bell from glow
5: right how do you spell freedom
6: u-s-a yeah, even though so, everyone Chris, thought I was Lacey Evans.
5: Chris, Chris Chimera got it right.
6: Chris Kamara got it right. Um, he
5: made sure to post on our page last week. He made sure to, to post he in it. that he, uh, he knew who you were going to be. He guessed it.
6: Yeah, it was funny, too, when we were at Cherry Tree and I'm naming, I'm giving hints, and our friend goes, what, are you going to be Liberty Bell from GLOW? And I was like, yep.
5: <laughs> right.
6: Even though everyone thought I was Lacey Evans because Deb was not there to be my Zoya at the moment. I'm like, I'm not Lacey Evans. I look nothing like her. I have the exact costume from GLOW.
5: <laughs>
6: like, identical. But whatever. Uh, guys, if you don't already, uh, follow us at Instagram on Instagram and Twitter at The Heel Marks. Uh, Facebook, Heel Marks Wrestling Podcast. Like, subscribe. Subscribe. Uh, comment, leave a five star rating on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, go to prowrestlingtees.com. I think the Mania thing is still going on. You get 20% off. You can do that. Buy our shit. We got dogs. Just buy our shit. Uh, guys, feel good WrestleMania finally in the books. Um, we'll see you all next year and we'll see you next week. And remember, guys, we're not just smart marks, we're heel marks. <laughs>